Good evening and hello. This is the first episode of What's Happening Wednesdays. And it may be the last episode of What's Happening Wednesdays. This is kind of a new concept that we're just kind of throwing out there and testing the waters with. My name is Joe, the newest member of our podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard me on any other podcast. I was on an interview with Tobias not too long ago. And, you know, I've just kind of just slowly been creeping my way into this podcast gang with these guys. So just I'm riding solo this evening um, and just going to talk a little bit of tech athletics. Nothing too in-depth or in detail about a whole lot of of one particular subject. Just kind of just like see where we're at for the week. Um, It is April 19th. A lot of things happening around the the sports world with uh, men's athletics. Um, so let's just go ahead and get started. Um, Grant McCaslin, uh, men's basketball coach, hired a few weeks back, almost going on a full month back now that I think about it. And, you know, he finally, or we were finally able to secure our first transfer. And a gentleman named Darian Williams, um, freshman from Nevada, um, freshman player of the year in that conference great player. Um, I've looked at some of his tape, 6'7", 6'6"-ish range, 210 pounds, um, has a really good shot, mid-range, shot about 44% mid-range this last year, had a solid three-third percentage, around 80%, and then from beyond the arc, he was right around 35. So all those as a freshman in college are, are pretty solid numbers. I mean, you can't really... You can't really compare the the two conferences together with the Big 12 being the best conference, but I think that what he's going to bring to the table is going to help alleviate some of the of the void of Jalen potentially being gone. And um, some kind of player comparisons that I had after watching some of um, Darian's tape was Jay Crockett. I don't know if. All of you guys remember um, Jay Crockett, his game back whenever he used to play here. Similar build, 6'6", 6'7", 215, 220-ish range. Had a solid stroke from beyond the arc, solid free throw shooter, and then he had a, a pretty good mid-range game, able to finish at the rack, you know, create his own shot. Um, above average defense, you know. Um, that's kind of the similarities. I don't, I'm not going to say he is Jay Crockett or a better version of Jay Crockett, but I mean, if you're looking at a side by side comparison on what kind of player is coming to join, um, Texas Tech University, Jay Crockett is a, is a really good comparison. If you need something, if you haven't watched his tape or anything like that, if you remember what Jay played like, um, then I would probably just, you know, say that that's, that's very strong strong as a comparison as I could think of um, that tech basketball has had recently. So that, that first puzzle piece is kind of, you know, fallen for us. You know, we all kind of sat and wait for coaching staff news for transfer news and that players going, coming to tech and players leaving tech. And, you know, on that front, it's still been fairly quiet. It's kind of, kind of as a fan, as a, as a tech fan, it just kind of gets frustrating, I guess, 
you know, we're just kind of waiting for, for something to happen. You just, just sitting there on pins and needles, just like, come on, just something happened. And, you know, with that addition of, of Darren Williams, we, you know, that's that first chip. Now coaching staff wise, you know, that's kind of what I'm really hoping those puzzle pieces start falling soon. Cause I think being on the job for almost a month now with no coaching staff, really behind you other than the two, coach AC and coach Brewer that you brought from North Texas. I mean, you're still, what kind of philosophy are you running? What I know what you bring to yourself as a head coach, defensive minded and things like that, but what kind of offensive mind are you going to be bringing in? What kind of guys are you going to support our, our team with, you know, and not having an exact support staff right now is kind of, kind of worrisome, you know, we have three guys doing a seven man job, you know, it's just, it's really tough. So I'm just going to take the higher road here and trust the process and hope that, um, McCaslin has a deeper plan moving forward that we just haven't seen yet. Who knows? There may be some stuff that's already done just hasn't been announced yet, but you know, I'm just going to trust the process and what McCaslin's doing. This is his first this is his first year at tech. So I'm just going to take the high road and just, you know, leave it alone as much as it, it irks me sometimes. So we'll just see uh, maybe upcoming in the next couple of pods that we do, we'll have some more news on transfers coming in, transfers going out, coaching staff changes. And, you know, we'll, we could kind of d- take a deeper dive into those once we know a little bit more information. So um, I know that I want to briefly talk about the Lamar Washington situation or there may not be a situation with it at all. Um, I know that um, it was reported that he was planning to enter his name in the transfer portal. And then he himself came out on Twitter and said, or Instagram and said that he is not putting his name or he hasn't put his name in the portal. So a lot of kind of conflicting reports out there of what's going to happen with him. I'm just going to keep this brief and I'm going to keep it as brief as I did as far as it pertains to like a, when Jalen Tice, the Jalen Tyson news kind of broke. Um, I understand where the kid's coming from, you know, wanting a different philosophy, a new coach wanting to bring in all his other stuff. I could see how, you know, finding a new home may, may not be a bad idea for him. And if, if so, I wish him nothing but the best. He's he's a good ball player. I would love to keep him at Tech. I would love to keep him in red and black, and I would love to see him actually grow more into year two. So that's kind of just where I feel about that. I, I want him to come back. I want Jalen to come back. I want Bacho to come back. I want Fisher to come back. But, you know, those just aren't always always the things that happen. What I want and what Coach McCaslin wants um, are probably on two different sides of the world here. And that's fine because I don't get paid millions of dollars to make these decisions, you know. So I'm just going to, like I said uh, a second ago, that I'm just going to, you know, just trust his process and trust his, his game plan with what he wants to do with the men's basketball team. Like I said, I do love Lamar Washington's game. I do, I do expect bigger things from him as a year two was coming along. He did show some flashes there, um, time and time again, you know, what he actually brought to the table, getting to the rim, finishing at the rim. His defense was sound. 
He would communicate it very well. I mean, he's a, a total team player. So, I mean, those are all guys and characteristics of players that you want to have on your team. Now, having said that, you know, McCaslin may not have the same idea, but if Lamar Washington decides to jump into the portal and ultimately, ultimately leave Texas Tech, I'm not, I'm just going to wish him the best because he's a hell of a ball player and he's going to, he's going to land somewhere. He's going to land somewhere and do some great things. So I'm just going to leave that at that. And like I said, you know, as the week goes on or the weekend happens, if more news comes out, then we'll take a deeper dive into it. But as it sits right now, I'm just going to kind of leave that at that just because, like I said, there's just so much, there's so many questions in the air right there with him saying no and then a report saying that he was going to enter it. So I'm just going to leave that alone for right now, and then we're just going to jump into um, some some baseball. Um, it is Wednesday. We just got done beating Grand Canyon a few hours ago, and that capped off a a seven game, not a win streak, but we've won seven of our last ten with two games in there kind of slipping that we had a chance to come out victorious in those, but seven out of 10 is a solid record moving forward. And then we have a very, very beatable Baylor team coming to, to Lubbock this weekend for three games, which on paper and what Baylor's been putting out, we should sweep, not saying we're going to sweep, but we should sweep Baylor on the year has only won one game on the road. So just let that settle in. I mean, they've only played 11 on the road in general, but they've only happened to just get it done one time on the road away from Waco. They're coming here to Lubbock. We should, we should sweep these guys. And this, and this is just going to help our case towards that Big 12 regular season crown, which is, you know, very much in play for multiple teams. So this is just going to help us moving forward. Some things happening within the program. Um, Tadlock said a couple days ago or on Wednesday, I believe on, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, I believe that Dylan Carter had been activated. He just hasn't been put back into the lineup. So I expect to see him sometime this weekend as far as what capacity goes. I'm not exactly sure. He could be just a DH, you know, just trying to get his feet back wet or they may just throw him out in the outfield and just say, Hey, do what you do. Because I mean, as we all know and all what we've all seen, Dylan Carter just makes plays and he does reckless abandonment essentially for his own body. I mean, he puts it all out there. He's that guy, kind of a, a fire starter for, for this tech team. I mean, he's got that, he's got that it, you know, he just kind of just, he's all Texas tech and he's a, he's a hell of a player. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him back on the field. And just, you know, kind of help, help keep this team up, you know? So the Dylan Carter situation, you know, like I said, I think he may be just soft played in as far as the DH goes. And then maybe on Sunday, he may get a start. That's just my, my guess here. Um, we do have some starting pitching, um, promising, um, from the last two games for the last two pitchers, um, only allowed. Um, a handful of runs in two games against a pretty solid Grand Canyon team. So between Tabor Fast and I believe it was Zane Petty, 
Um, and then if we get some more starting, a good starting pitching like Mason Molina has done in the past, then that kind of frees up some of the guys in the bullpen, a, a Brandon Beckel, a, a free, you know, those kinds of guys. And, you know, maybe we could start, you know, stringing more wins together. And like I said, taking full advantage of the wide open Big 12 race. So um, I think some pieces are starting to fall in line, which is great for us. And it's, and you know, like I said, there's still a lot of baseball to be played. And we'll see exactly what happens moving forward. But this weekend is going to be a, a real crucial weekend. Not so much that we have to win them all. But, yeah, we do have to win them all. Baylor sucks. Let's just call it for what it is. Um, they're on a down year. They do play They do play well at some times, but that's in Waco. We're talking about Lubbock, Texas. So, like I said, I'd like to see us see us sweep these guys, you know, continue that those losses for them on the road, and then we'll go from there. And then, you know, um, just, just to give to a player spotlight kind of deal right now, we do have Gavin Cash, who is on an incredible run right now. And the tech being seven and three in the last 10 games, I went in and did all the kind of numbers myself just to see exactly, um, to put to paper exactly what he's done in the last 10 games. And it's very impressive. Um, batting 390 with five walks, seven home runs, and 20 RBIs. And that's not me trying to figure out something to say. That's just me being speechless at those numbers that I just read off to you. He's playing incredible. I'm glad he decided to transfer from Texas to Texas Tech and finally show exactly what he's capable of doing. He is on an incredible run. He is a hell of a ball player. And if you you need a big hit, this is the guy you want up there. He just, he hits nukes. I mean, he puts the ball in play. He hits the ball squared up every single time almost. And it's just, it's just fun to watch, watch him play baseball. Now, however long we have him here in Lubbock, you know, that's to be determined. But man, I love this kid's game. Just wanted to give you know, credit where credit is due. Gavin Cash, his last 10 games, and I'm just expecting this these numbers to just keep on going on the same track that they are now. Um, we're potentially looking at the Big 12 Player of the Year. I mean, he has to be on a short list for that already, if not already on the top of that list. So, Gavin Cash, you keep doing what you're doing, man. You're crushing it. And can't wait to see what you do against Baylor coming up this upcoming series. So that's that's kind of with that. Um, nothing much more to say about baseball. Like I said, whenever I get the rest of the guys in here, we'll kind of dive deeper into the pitching and staffs and who we may see moving forward. Um, the re-addition of, of Dylan Carter back to the staff or back to the lineup per se. And things like that. So I just kind of just, just like I said, just this is just what's happening right now on this Wednesday. So I'm going to go ahead and jump to one last topic um, for the evening. And that's another thing that is coming up is our spring, annual spring football game. Year two, Joey McGuire, year two of the brand. And, you know, a lot of 
a lot of reasons to be optimistic, a lot of high expectations moving towards this year two of Joey, the Joey McGuire era for Texas Tech football. And there's just a couple things I want to talk about. Just me personally, what I'm looking forward to seeing um, on the offensive side of the ball, there's a couple of players that I kind of want to see what they do with the opportunity um, to actually get more playing time because, you know, they were kind of hidden behind the depth chart behind some other good players. So my first player that I'm ready to see is going to be Cameron Valdez. He is a running back. He is going to be Taj Brooks backup as it sits right now on the depth chart. And man, we've seen in flashes what this kid brings to the table and it, it's solid tape with exception to the fumble in the game, the the Ole Miss game, which, you know, that that stuff kind of happens. But, you know, everything that he's put on tape has been nothing but positive. I know he's had some kind of health issues um, early on in his career here at Tech. But as if he stays healthy, man, I think we have another tandem one-two punch that's that's just as good as any in the Big 12. Not the best, but, I mean, they on paper, they are just as good as anybody in the Big 12. So Taj Brooks, we all know what he does. So Cam- Cameron's going to have the first the first crack at being the backup, and I think he's going to solidify that. I mean, he does have some some stiff competition behind him as well. That's just on the rise, but I believe it's going to be the one-two tandem punch of Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez in our backfield for this upcoming year. So um, I'm ready to see what he could do. I'm ready to see any changes in – Kitley's offense that he has made for our running backs. Are we going to see more RPOs? Are we going to pull back on the RPOs to protect Shuck? You know, things like that. You know, that's kind of left to be determined kind of stuff. So I'm just really interested in seeing what what we do with those two guys back there because, you know, we don't have a Sir Roderick-esque kind of running back anymore, which is just a pure bruiser who who could open it up like a like a Derrick Henry kind of body type guy back there. We have smaller guys back there, bigger bodies, but just, you know, smaller on the, on the height size. So it's going to be really interesting to Phil Roderick's um, shoes moving forward. But I think between those two guys and then the guys that we haven't weighed, I think we'll be more than capable of feeling what Sir Roderick left us behind. Um, another player um, that I'm looking forward to seeing is the wide receiver, Dre McCray. Um, by all accounts, he's been killing it in in the spring workouts. He could just, he's a flat-out burner. We haven't seen, you know, anybody with this kind of speed, or at least what everybody is saying out of the, these tech camps is, is a Jakeem Grant kind of speed. And we all know what Jakeem Grant did here, and I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, we haven't had one of those guys since Jakeem left. You know, just a bona fide, blow the top off of a defense kind of burner, and I think that just makes our offense and what Kitley has in mind that much more scary. You know, because now you're having to roll coverages to wherever Dre's at. Now you just start moving him around and, you know, who knows where, you know, you're going to find the weak point in a defense because you're having to keep track of this guy who has 
elite speed and could pretty much just open the top off of a defense. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how they work Dre into our, into our system and what Kitley has planned for him. I'm sure it's a spring game, so it'll be still kind of vanilla on what we do show. Um, but I am very excited to see him play, play for tech. I mean, all his tape is good. And like I said, he's just a burner. You know, this is that kind of guy that you want on your team. So, um, good team player, great chemistry with the coaching staff. So I, I see big things coming out of Dre McCray in the spring game and then moving forward into the season in September. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I know there's a lot of question marks as far as the linebacker um, position is concerned. I'm just going to touch base on one one player on the on the defensive side of the ball, and that's just because he's the name that keeps on popping up the most um, when when people are talking about what's going on on the defensive side of the ball, um, and that's the transfer from Syracuse, Steve Linton, who has the incredible incredibly tough job of having to to step in to where Tyree Wilson was. Tyree Wilson's about to be an NFL top 10 draft pick. We all kind of know what he brings to the table. And Steve coming in is, has some enormous shoes to fill. And by all accounts, he's been doing very, very well. Fast off the edge, gets to the quarterback. His a nonstop motor, like just going, going, going. Um, and follows plays well. So I'm looking for Steve Linton to be Steve Linton. We don't need, well, we do need another Tyree Wilson, but I'm going to let him, or at least I feel that we should just let him be his own game because he has a lot of the similar characteristics of what, of what Tyree had. And like I said, he's, he, Tyree helped recruit him here to tech. So let him be himself. But by all accounts, he's going to be a, a great fill-in, or at least a step in to come in to fill the shoes of Tyree Wilson um, since he left left us for the NFL draft. So I'm really excited to see what he does, how we how DeRuder schemes him, and like I said, it may be a, a real vanilla just because of the spring game, as I alluded to. But you know, I'm ready to see. I'm ready just to see some hitting, hear those pads pop. I will be in attendance on Saturday to 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 check this all out, you know, firsthand and, you know, I'm ready for it. So that's kind of what's happening right now on this, on this Wednesday, as far as tech sports go, we are going into a, a big series against Baylor. The spring game is coming up on Saturday and then we are still awaiting more news to come out of the men's basketball program. So those are some big three things that are kind of happening on this Wednesday and, you know, hopefully by the end of the week, we have some more answers as far as how the series went, what the results of this spring game were, if there were some players who kind of stood out, who were off the radar or who are now on the radar kind of deal. And then, you know, we'll just see what happens. You know, it's an exciting time to be a Red Raider. A lot of things going on. And this is still kind of light as far as athletics is going. So I'm, I'm here for it. Our pod is here for it, you know, and we're here to bring you the best information and, you know, our takes on what's going on with Texas Tech moving forward. And I can't wait to be a part of it. So um, once again, this is the Wednesday recap or the what's happening Wednesday. Um, and my name is Joe again. So 
till the next time, if there is a next time with this Wednesday deal, um, I'm signing off. You guys have a wonderful evening.